this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4. Boy, oh boy, Mom, you sure know how to hydrate a good podcast. Welcome to Hydrate Level 4, a podcast where we take a nostalgic look back at movies from different generational perspectives. And I am your host, Peter, an 80s baby. And joining me today, I have two guests, actually. Uh, the first one I got is David from the uh, Daily Cringe Podcast. How you doing, David? I'm doing uh, fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing good. And you are coming in to provide the uh, 90s baby here uh, perspective. Exactly. Yeah, so you're, you're uh, early 20s. And then the second guest I have is uh, my co-host from We Got Five, Devin. What's up, Devin? What up, homie? Glad to be here. Yes, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, you and I were, you know, roughly the same age, same age, Jace, yeah, uh, as yeah. you would probably say. But uh, you, you know, I thought this would be a good kind of, not really a companion episode or anything, but uh, on your show, the Liquor Run Podcast, a great show. Check it out. Talk about it. Yes, you guys are currently covering the ESPN uh, Thirty Four Thirty uh, OJ Made in America, right? Right, right, right. We uh, just finished. Uh, well, three and four went up today, so next week we'll wrap up part five and do a, like a recap. Okay, so, yeah, and we'll be done with that. You guys also did the FX show with uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Right, a... right, 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 right. Yeah, I saw a little bit too much of Cuba in that uh, <laughs> that that show. Yeah, sure. I mean, other movies we we see quite a bit of him too. Um, so I, I just thought that uh, you know you you might be able to bring. I I thought that it's um there's there's definitely some parallels. You know, in, yo, in that case I with this one. definitely noticed that. I was like, this is what we basically this is OJ, but how we should like how how did I put it? I don't remember exactly now, but basically like if OJ was actually a decent human being. Yes. Like it would be like a good a good way to look at the trial, how it happened and you know, the different sides and you know, all the other stuff. But yeah. Yeah. But obviously OJ is the worst and didn't deserve the support by the black community that he got. Yeah, I um I didn't do like any research on the book. I do know that this movie is based on the book by uh There's Michael a book. Per- oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, there is, yeah. Uh it was written by uh, John Grisham. Who- oh, you know oh, what? John I did Grisham. know that. Now that I yeah. think about it, right, John Grisham, but yeah, John Grisham. Did he do? Did he also do uh, Jurassic Park? Let me let me take a look. I don't I, think I, so. Jurassic Park. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, okay. So it's not. I don't. I don't think it was uh, Jurassic Park, but he also did other books that uh, made were made into movies. Uh, the Client, mm-hmm. uh, Pelican Brief. You know, mm-hmm. with Denzel, Rainmaker, Runaway Jury. And also uh, today's episode, um, you know, time to kill. So, uh, but before we get into that, David, uh, the Daily Cringe for those listeners that aren't familiar with your podcast, can you talk a little bit about uh, about your show? Okay, so uh, my show um, is about uh, internet culture, uh, video games, anime, manga, relationships. Um, we usually go on tangents. Um, we usually just keep talking. It's a discussion podcast with uh, three of my friends and. Um, it gets a little bit inappropriate, and it gets a lot of a lot of fun. It gets uh, it gets you riled up to hear some more. Let me just say, yes, it. Uh, I I was a I guess you could kind of call it a guest appearance, but I was on episode yeah. twenty, uh, so, so check that out. Um, and Devin, uh, if anyone's uh, you know that missed you on any of the episodes you've been on here, uh, can you talk about the liquor run? 
Well, as you stated, uh, we are covering the OJ 30 for 30 documentary right now. It's a podcast with me uh, and two of my other cousins most of the time. <laughs> and we uh, we cover Game of Thrones, uh, The Walking Dead, Fear of the Walking Dead. Um, going into the summer, we're going to be really focusing on uh, Dinner with the Casual. Uh, you were guested on one of those, which will eventually post uh, the first Dinner with a Casual where we did Back to the Future. So that's a lost episode, but it'll come back soon. And so, yeah, over the summer, we'll be doing movies that I haven't seen because apparently I'm like the only person that haven't seen these movies. So we'll do like a thing to introduce me to certain movies I've never saw before, actually. So it's pretty yeah. fun. We have a good time. Sorry to sorry to tangent off, but uh, I just want to know, uh, how do you feel about uh, Fear of the Walking Dead? You mentioned uh, Fear of the Walking Dead just now. How do I feel about it? Yeah. How are you liking uh, the so, show? So here's the thing. Uh, when the f- show first started, I was like, this is better than The Walking Dead. Because, honestly, if you compare the first two seasons, uh, the first season of The Walking Dead and the fir- and Fear of the Walking Dead, I feel like Fear of the Walking Dead was miles better than the first season of The Walking Dead. And season two was okay for me. Uh, the, the finale was trash of Fear of the Walking Dead. But, again, I feel like if Fear of the Walking Dead came on first... Like, it wouldn't get near about the hate it does because of all, everybody's love and attachment to The Walking Dead. I never think Fear, Fear the Walking Dead actually got a chance that it deserves. But that's just me. I like it. It's okay yeah. to me. But I mean, I yeah. still like The Walking Dead, too, obviously. I mean, yeah. I'm still getting over the finale, but, you know, I'm, I'm still in. <laughs> who do you think's going to who, well, who do you think got hit with the bat at the end of the episode? The internet tells me Glenn, but Glenn, no. oh man, but he's already grown really? so much. I know. Do you watch? Do you yeah. watch Peter? I do. Yeah. Right. So, but they they said they filmed like eleven, like all the different scenarios. So we don't quote unquote know who did it, but it'll probably be Glenn. Oh gosh. You know you got to kill off those Asians. Yeah, it's Negan himself. <laughs> no, he's my favorite character. <laughs> right. Asians? I uh, I got a picture with him. <laughs> really, with uh, Glenn? Yeah, or with um, Stephen Yoon. Yeah. Stephen Yoon. Mm-hmm. I'll have to show you sometime. Okay, uh, so before we talk about um, A Time to Kill, I, I want to talk about you know some of the songs and movies that came out around the time Ooh, of its release, which, yeah, we're looking at July of 96. Um, mm-hmm. So Devin isn't, like, privy to pop, cult- pop culture, so... Uh, but but I'll, I'll, be, I'll be surprised if Devin <laughs> is familiar with these three songs. But the number one song um, at the time of the movie's release was How Do You Want It by Tupac and Casey and JoJo. I would have to hear it. Maybe I've heard it before, <laughs> but I don't know. Okay. Uh, the number one song that uh, preceded it was The Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony. Meet me at the crossroads. You won't belong there. That's all. Right. Are, these all, are like these all hip-hop? Yeah, these were the number uh, top one hundred Billboard. You oh, know, wow. so okay. Th- these were number ones at the time. I had I, I had that I had that recorded on VHS. The video. Yeah, the music video. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good video. I used to watch that all the time. I like to do when the eyes turn black and stuff. Or the uh, the face that comes out of the wall. Mm-hmm. See, there you go. See, I know yeah. S. Yeah, so do I. I, <laughs> I. I might have heard a few songs of theirs. Right, right. Well, yeah, uh, clearly. And the, the number one song that supersedes it is uh, Tony Braxton's "You're Making Me High." I, I, really, I'm these, sure these were the songs heard it. in hmm? 1996. These were the songs. These were the number one songs huh. at the time. Yeah. How old were you at this time? Were three. You alive yet? Yeah. Three. Oh yeah, come on! I'm, I'm not that. I'm not that. Was I even born? Jeez. Yeah, just making sure. I mean, <laughs> clearly, you're a '90s baby. I was nine. 
nine. Yeah, you nine, were nine? At the time. So wait, you were you were yeah. you were nine at the time. Yeah. Okay, so you're like six years older than me. I'm just saying. It's not that. That's... Yeah. <laughs> you're still legit. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think David's probably still seen you know, much more movies than you have. Yeah, probably. You're not But wrong. Uh, some of the uh, notable movies uh, around the time of this release, uh, shout out to uh, The Cable Guy, which was uh, my previous Cable episode. Guy! Yep, that was, uh, that's on here. I've never seen that movie. Me oh, neither. Okay. Uh, you know what? Here's the funny thing. A lot of people seem to like it. It's like uh, it's yeah. got some kind of cult status, but... Uh, I can do without, to be honest with you. Was it, you know? was it, was so, it a show? Was it, did they turn it into it, a show after? I don't think so. No, it was okay. just a movie, uh, a one-off with Jim Carrey. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of Larry, the cable guy. Right. That's yeah. That's it, that's completely that's different. Nowhere in relevance to. Correct. No. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Not even the same. Uh, another movie that came out around the time of this movie's release was The Hunchback of uh, Notre Dame. Uh, shout out to the Disney uh, episode Devin, you and I covered Disney. on uh, We Got Five. We just talked about that, right? Yeah. Right, right. Uh, let's see some other ones. Independence Day also came out around this time. Oh, nice! Oh, and look at this—we're about to go to part, part two. two. What next week? Or it's tomorrow? Uh, I think it's yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow, this weekend. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Kazam, one of your favorite movies, Devin. Oh, with what, Shaq. With right? Shaq. Oh, right, that's right, a good. Right. One. Really? Actually, you know what I love. I, I, I honestly, I really like that movie. <laughs> well, probably if I, if, probably if I watch it now, like uh, w- with my age now, I probably wouldn't like. That oh, movie it's a horrible movie. But it, when he, when he gets all the junk food, I'm just like, I was a fat kid. I'm just a little fat. I'm just like, ah, yes, yes, <laughs> all the junk food. Well, what didn't she like about it? It's a horrible Shaq movie. Shaq wasn't but... it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a traitor. Yeah, Oscar nominator. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Devin's a Orlando Magic fan. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, some other ones, Nutty Professor. Uh, we got oh, Nutty okay. Professor. Multiplicity. All right, right. How about that one? Hercules. Uh, what about Matilda? Anyone watch that? Yeah, uh, I've seen it. That's one of the greatest times. movies yes. of all goddamn time. You know, my wife likes that movie too. Uh, and I, I can't say that I've seen the entire movie. I was like, you haven't seen the entire movie, Matilda? Right. I'm sorry, Miss Trenchball. Like, I, oh I don't God, know who that man. is. Miss Trenchball. Like, mm. Okay. All right, let, let's oh, move boy. on uh, <laughs> to a time to kill. All right, uh, <laughs> right, right, I mentioned right. I mentioned that it is uh, you know based on the book by John Grisham. This one is directed by Joel Schumacher, which I feel like this is around the same time as like Batman Forever. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, he made he made it right. Batman Forever. He directed a the same same mm-hmm. director, right? Yeah, that one and Batman and Robin. He did both yeah. of those. Same director, and uh, this one stars. Uh, Okay, so we got the the lead, uh, which I would say is uh, Matthew McConaughey uh, as Jake Brig- Brigance, Brigance. I think he is. Brigance, sorry. Uh, Samuel Jackson as Carly Haley. Uh, Sandra Bullock as Ellen Rourke. Kevin Spacey as uh, District Attorney Rufus Buckley. Uh, Oliver Platt as Harry Rex. I'm sorry, Harry Rex Vonner. Say that three times fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Harry um, Rex Vonner. Who else do we want to talk about? Uh, th- yeah, this is full of Those stars. They have much... who played Lucian, uh, the the. Oh right, yeah, yeah, uh, Lucian. That's um, Donald Sutherland and his son Kiefer Sutherland played uh, Freddie Lee Cobb. They're related. They're they're father and son. Huh. I did not know that. Can you look at their face and <laughs> see it? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense now that you said that because I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're father and son. Uh, 
damn, Devin, I, I knew that like as a 13 year old kid too. I, I just knew, I figured the, the Lucian guy was famous. I just didn't know him from anything else. Okay. Um, it's, also, uh, another movie with Oliver Platt in it and Kiefer Sutherland. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm going? Mm. The Three Musketeers. With oh. D'Artagnan. 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 Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I love that name. That's a really good name. Um, funny you mentioned him because uh, Oliver Platt and Ashley Judd were also both in Simon Birch. Mm. And you got nothing for me, of course. Um, no, I got nothing, got nothing. Now, Matthew McConaughey and uh, Ethel Twitty, that's played by Brenda Fricker. They were both in Angels in the Outfield, which I also covered. Uh, right, 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 right. Which they shared a scene, but I don't think they spoke to, uh, to each other at all. Um, mm. But it really has like a who's who. I mean, M. Emmett Walsh. Uh, I don't think, Devin, you know uh, the name of that, but that's Dr. Willard Tyrell Bass. You know, oh, so okay. we'll we'll talk about him later, but uh, you know, let's let's throw in uh, Raven, uh, Raven Kelly here as a uh, little Tanya Haley too. You know, let's give her some. Yeah, some she credit. did look familiar, but I couldn't remember where I've seen her. I didn't look up her credits, but uh, um, gosh, you know, it's just uh, Charles S. Dutton, you know, as a as a sheriff here, Ozzy Walls, um, Chris Cooper as also a, a police officer, Dwayne Looney. You know, he gets mm-hmm, shot there. Mm-hmm. So this movie, for those that uh, hadn't seen it in a while, um, Matthew McConaughey, as uh, Jake here, he's a defense attorney, uh, kind of takes on this murder case that's, you know, uh, what's that expression? He, you know, he uh, he takes a bite more than he bite, chew, bites, or bite, he's biting, he's he's biting more, more than he can chew. chew. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> But yeah, this is just a, a big deal. So basically, yeah. two uh, two white men um, they they raped a ten a ten year old little girl, and uh, you know they beat her. I guess attempted murder from from what we kind of so, find out at the end. So brutally, pretty it's pretty pretty darn brutal. Uh, Samuel Jackson, who is the father of said little girl, uh, shoots these two men while they're uh, awaiting trial. And now he himself is uh, on trial and is sentenced to, uh, to to death. And this is uh, this is the story. So, um, well, he's not sentenced. They they want to seek the death penalty. Got it. Okay. And that's why you're here. You're kind of the uh, you know the court aficionado from covering all the OJ stuff. You, you, <laughs> really? you oh, know okay. right. <laughs> I honestly, I, I'm not, but I do watch a lot of criminal. Oh, yeah? I mean, I love Law and Order. Yeah. Like. Yes, I really do. yes, you are a big CBS guy, so you know all of those. Uh, oh, right. The Good Wife <laughs> just ended. I'm a huge Good Wife fan. See, there you so go. I think what other law shows I watch. I like a lot of uh, like law movies. You know, uh, Runaway Jury, uh, I mentioned earlier, which is also a John Grisham uh, book. But um, I guess yeah, I, I eat it up. I guess you, you like a, a lot of them. I sure do. You I see it? what you yeah. did there. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. That, that's the uh, Canadian humor in you, huh? Humor spelled <laughs> H-U-M-O-U-R, I'm sure. Um, but, uh, so David, you've never seen this movie. No, this is the very first time I've seen it. I, see, I saw it a few weeks ago, uh, right shortly after we did the um, We Got Five uh, podcast. Um, so hopefully I remember and recall everything. I wrote up a few notes. Um, yeah, but no, this... I don't usually watch movies this this dramatic. Usually, I'm watching more comedies and action adventure. Um, so this was a little bit of a a different take. And I um 
I, I just, I didn't even real, I didn't even hear about this prior to you telling me about it. that's a surprising thing. And this has such a big. You had never heard of the movie before? No, never. And not even the book. Wow. I haven't heard of either of them. Oh. Okay. Um, so it's very new to me. And it, it has such a strong cast. I mean, all these actors are mm-hmm. uh, doing really well. And I just want to talk a little bit about Samuel L. Jackson, how, how great of an actor he is, because he's been in so many, um, so many different types of movies, uh, like, uh, where were some in the past? He was in a, he was in a... Pulp Fiction. Uh, what was the movie recently where you were talking about on your, uh, on the other show, Kingsman, Kingsman? Oh, right, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Kingsman. Yeah, he was on there. Where he com- plays something completely different from where he's playing here, and, um, he's been in, uh, Avengers, which is completely Who, who's different. Who's he playing Avengers? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, and Star Wars as well. So he's just been able to do all these different types of roles. And it's funny that he actually never won an Oscar either. Yeah, that's that's just... Yeah, every, everyone always uh, talks about, you know, Leo not winning an Oscar. And, you know, here's here's Samuel. Just mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. No one talks about him not winning an Oscar. Yeah, it, color might be involved there. I don't know. <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll talk, see. I mean, talk <laughs> uh, about it. So, Devin, what's your history with this movie? So I, I I've seen it uh, a few quite a few times uh, over the years. I want to say I saw it for the first time like on VHS back in the day. And then it came on uh, TV a lot, and then I remember one time specifically, my best friend. I was like, man, uh, we saw like some like a commercial for it. She's like, that that looks interesting. I'm like, you ain't never seen that, and I made her watch it. She was like, man, this is great. So yeah, and then I just, obviously I just rewatched it before we did this. Uh, podcast but yeah i've always enjoyed of course the line that we get to in the end with uh samuel jackson on the stand was uh made famous uh with the uh dave Chappelle sketch when he was playing samuel jackson mm-hmm. so yeah you know it's big in pop culture yeah this movie i uh i i watched see i thought i remembered it like coming out in 97 so this is actually 96 so this also puts me at 13 years old and I remember, um, I think I was visiting my mom, uh, who lives in a different state, and she took me to uh, to the Blockbuster. And, uh, you know, I was walking around, and sometimes, you know, I kind of judge movies uh, by its cover, and, you know, um, <laughs> for whatever reason, I chose A Time to Kill, you know, because I'm, I'm trying to think back, like, at 13 years old, who did I know in that movie? Like, I probably mm-hmm. nobody, you know? Yeah. He's, you know, uh, 13 years old, there's not a whole lot of people uh, I knew from this movie, um, maybe Charles S. Dutton, you know, who was Rock, you know, maybe I, I don't know. Oh, Actually, were right, any of them, right, right, right. Were any of them big at the time? Oh, they're like they're Matthew, all big. Samuel, uh, I think I think Sandra Bullock might have been the new, mm, yeah, like the newest, you know, like uh, everyone else was. Um, I think Kevin Spacey was still kind of like you know. Uh, I think um, uh, Usual Suspects came out in '95. So he might have, you know, already been known for that, if not for some, uh, you know, previous roles before that. But uh, Chris Cooper, I knew later in life. Um, you know, I knew Kiefer Sutherland for some other stuff, you know, like Lost Boys. And But anyway, I, I rented this movie and I was just like, wow, this is a really good movie. And again, like 13 years old, I was watching this and, and even I was just like, wow, this this movie's amazing. You know, e- even despite the issues. And then I remember, okay, so this is why, like, 97 sticks with me. Because 97 is actually uh, when, I, I think I watched it in 96. So I'm misremembering this a little bit. 97 is when I went to go visit my mom 
she took me to the blockbuster. And I'm like, Mom, you got to watch this. You know, this is a good movie. So so we watched it, and she's like, yeah, you know. So I, I turned my mom on to this movie. And I, I actually own this on, on DVD. And my copy is so old that I had to watch it on both sides. Oh, jeez. Wait, the so, VHS, you had to switch it over? No, 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 wait, this wait. is DVD. The, the DVD oh, I had okay, to turn okay. over. Yeah, so like the first half of the movie was on one side, second half was on the other. And this movie is just like, what, 220 if that? You know, it might be a little bit less than that. But it, it, I was a little surprised that, you know, the the entire movie takes up two sides of the disc. So mm. so that's how my copy is. But yeah, it's one that I've watched uh, numerous times. Uh, David, you asked me before recording, like, how many times I've seen this. Probably, you know, at least 10 times. You know, I, mm-hmm. I do enjoy watching it, kind of like Devin. You know, if it's on TV, I'll probably watch it. But... um. You know, just great performance, uh, great performances all around. So uh, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll just kind of jump into it. But um, let's let's talk about uh, Matthew McConaughey first. Uh, he's kind of, you know, he they they mentioned in the movie that he's you know like um like a local boy, right? So he's from that town in Mississippi, Canton, I believe they say, and uh, takes on this um on this role. But, uh, David, you mentioned the beginning of the movie, it being brutal, this attack on uh, little Haley. Uh, Devin, what did you think about it? The attack or just the, the, the whole beginning? Yeah, the, the whole beginning, you know, because cause we do see these guys, you know, the, these two, you know, let's call them rednecks. You know, they got the, the mullet going on. One guy has, like, a, um, a, a tank top that shows, like, his midriff. Mm. Yeah, he's trash. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> So here's the, here's the thing about this whole movie. Okay, uh, obviously this is set in nineteen in nineteen ninety six. Mm-hmm. I believe, it but is it feels modern. like it was like nineteen sixty six almost at the same time hmm. because it's like the overtness of their racism and like I know it's the South and I live in the South like obviously and I know there's racism like that's evident but my God and then like the store that she goes to like I don't I've never been to Mississippi. But geez, man, it just—it was like a store from like the '30s or '40s or something. Like, yeah, we, it's ridiculous. I like we had regular stores. Like, it was like a—I don't know—the whole movie. Like, and then they—they they sweat the whole movie, which we'll get into. Like, it just bothered me that everybody was sweating like all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's so uh, uncomfortable. We had, right, we had air conditioning in 1996, so that. But to get on the main question you asked me, like when she's getting the groceries and whatnot, and these guys do that, it's just infuriating, and it just makes me want to kill all white people. That's a joke. <laughs> mm, right. No, funny. Very funny. No, <laughs> it's it pretty brutal, man. Like uh, I, I kind of forgot about the part where, yeah, they they knock her down with a uh, full can of beer. Yeah. Right. You know. Um, but Devin, to what you're speaking, like the look of the town, like I believe it. Like, uh, like it's funny that you say that it, it feels like it's 1966, but isn't that kind of like reality too? Like, like for, even within 30 years, you know, in some parts of America, it hasn't changed when it comes to racism. You know, so it's um, it's it's. I mean, y- yes, but I mean, oh my gosh, like. Again, I don't know Mississippi, and, you know, that's one of the most, you know, stereotypical racist states, but it just felt like it was turned up for the movie's sake. But maybe yeah, I'm wrong. I, did did I, it take place in 1996, uh, or was it... I'm assuming so, because I was, of the I type wasn't of sure truck which, they uh, had. which year it was supposed Yeah, that's to. why I was confused. I was confused, and I was like, what year is this? Do you man? think it was, like, a... a um, 
like an a overreaction movie? or not not overreaction oh. but um exaggeration exaggeration yeah, of yeah. uh i think so how things actually were at that time well, I mean, the, the, the writer himself, the author of the book, you know, is from it's Mississippi. So, too. yeah, so I, I feel like, you know, you write what you know. Yeah. And so he, he probably knows parts of towns that look just like that. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. So, so I believe it. And, you know, what kind of does uh, date the, well, not date the movie, but that, that gives you clues to around the time. I mean, like the, the weapons, the, the, uh, the military uniform, you know, that's definitely post-1980s uniform. Cars, um, cars as well cars but also like color tv that they're watching you know so there's a few things that kind of let you know that is definitely uh, modern times yeah it was weird because i I was thinking this has to be at an earlier time it couldn't have been the time when the movie was actually released like nobody has air conditioning (laughs) nobody well maybe in in Mississippi they just don't yeah (laughs) but like they are sweating the entire movie and i'm like I hate I hate the heat, and I I don't remember sweating that much in 1996. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, have, I, have you guys ever I, experienced something remotely similar to being hit in the head with a beer can? No. Or <laughs> being, but I mean, I've experienced racism not yeah. to that degree. Because I know but, I know you guys I live mean, closer to that area. Obviously, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, Peter, I'm in Canada, well, yeah, but you, not, you guys live closer to said place where it was uh taking place so let me jump in real quick but david you know i'm completely you know uh uh, ignorant to things in canada are there places in canada that are anything like the south uh, in the u.s from what i know uh living in toronto i've i don't experience uh well i mean to the degree of the movie here Mm -hmm. in canada right um but of course i'm young I could be a little bit naive to see things, um, and I just ha- I just haven't experienced anything like that before. Okay. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. It's it's definitely a sad thing. Because um, it still surprises me that uh, the time that the the nineteen nineteen ninety six uh, that that's that's when these things are still going on, and that's what the the writer. Well, the I mean, today is. you still get people driving trucks like that with big ass windows filled with confederate flags like that still happened the dude had a mullet on too mullets are so like 1986 am i right guys (laughs) yes yes but some people still have them believe it or not uh well Mm, yeah business in the front party in the back am i right that's you're (laughs) absolutely right (laughs) uh okay so so jake takes the carl lee's case um because you know he also defended uh, Lester, who is uh, Carl Lee's uh, brother, and mm-hmm, he got mm-hmm. him off. And so, um, so that's how they. Uh, Jake takes the case. Uh, David, we'll start with you. But what do you think about the uh, the relationship between Jake and Carl Lee? Let me. Sorry. Let me look. Can I demo go first a little bit so I get to? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, first of all, I, when they first like when we first see them talking together, they go. Like uh, Carl Lee goes to him the night before he does the murders and tells him basically I'm a, I'm gonna do it, mm-hmm. and he's saying can you help me out if I get in the situation, and he and he tells him like hey, like you know, what would you do if they did that to your daughter, and it's just like, that's a good question and we see what he does but his he tells his wife about it the 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 same night and she's like well you should call the sheriff and he's like okay i'll get right on that 
and and never does it of course so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i mean it it pretty much like he could have prevented it you know right. from from happening um but but devin would you would you have done the same thing so i feel like if 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 i had i don't have a child but if if that did happen to her like i feel like i would want to know what happened if they got off i feel like i would want to do that but i would want to see how the justice system reacts first mm-hmm. if that makes sense like i want to i would hope they would get convicted but if they did get off i might be forced to take laws into my own hands which i don't approve of but you know yeah it is your family um being being a passive aggressive canadian i probably wouldn't shoot and kill both of them um i don't know i i would i feel like i may may retaliate in a certain way but definitely not to the degree that uh carly did right yeah how about what do you what do you how do you feel peter well uh i i do have kids uh i do have a daughter you know who's 14 uh the the thing with the movie is it it tells uh, it it gives it tells us that um okay carly brings up a previous case you know uh something you know pretty similar mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and the uh i don't know if it was like more than one guy but anyway they they were acquitted right mm-hmm. you know from this case so so uh carly 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 carly's um Jeez, I can't say his name. Carl Lee. His concern is that these guys are going to get off, and you know, so he does not have faith in the system. Now, right. yeah. if I'm in his shoes, I pro- I would do the same thing. I yeah. may ha- I may hesitate uh, for me myself personally, but I think I would still do the same thing in fear that yeah, these guys are going to get off. Um, I may not have done it uh, in the courtroom like he. I, no, actually, I I wouldn't have done it in the courtroom. Um, I would, you know, if they get off, I would do it on my own time and terms and be a little bit more uh, clean about it. I guess. Yeah, you wouldn't go to the the your lawyer and be like, hey, in case I kill these people tomorrow, we good. Right. And, and then be like, hey, everybody, I'm going to shoot. I'm going to shoot everybody. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I and, and I don't know, I guess that could kind of speak to, uh, you know, the the insanity plea. Right. You know, for yeah, temporary insanity. Right. That's, that's exactly what they were trying to uh, release him on. Yeah. So for me, like with what I was just saying, that's like premeditated right is that is that what it's called you know like i'm thinking like i'm forward thinking here i'm planning shit out like oh i'm gonna wait for these guys to get off before i do them in you know Mm. so um but yeah if if i have that much uh or if i lack that much faith in the justice system then i would do the same thing as him which is also kind of a comparison like not like not to the same degree as the oj but like the black people were so sick and tired of like people getting punished and they're not getting punished for what they've done and it was like the the racial tension was at an all-time high so i guess looking at it from the black america he's like yeah why 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 would he have faith in the system it's kind of like the oj thing where like all black people were like of course free oj because we're not we're not we never get a fair shake in america anyway Mm -hmm. if you get what i'm saying yeah um what about the the relationship between uh Jake and Lucian, you know, his mentor? Not too I don't think it added too much to the to the whole plot to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh it didn't really make an impact 
towards my experience watching the movie. Um, most most of what I watched it for was just the, especially just the the court the courtroom scene with Jake and uh, uh, just defending the case for Carl. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, uh, he didn't he didn't more or less he didn't he didn't uh, give me anything to work with with the movie. Okay. I don't know what what about yourself? I really, I really or uh, Devin. Well, I really did like the one scene where they're in the courtroom, and he's like, "You gotta win. You wanted this. You got it." And he tells him like, "Don't don't quit like I did." Where he t- basically because he obviously he's his mentor, and he's like, "Don't quit like I did." I, they didn't need me on the picket line. They needed me in the courtroom fighting, and so basically he was like, "Jake, be the better version of me." So I thought that was like a a good telling scene, like of how like. Don't go out like a sucker, basically. Yeah, I I like him um, because it's the same thing, Devin. I'm going to agree with you that, you know, it's, don't be like me. You know, be better than me. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Jake has, like, no help. He has no money. And, like, it, it, it like one scene that always makes me mad uh, about Jake is when, um, you know, when he's visiting Carl Lee and he's the like, prison? look— in the prison, and he's like, "Look, we agreed on a one thousand dollar retainer. Like, this is nine hundred. You know, my kids got to eat." I'm like, "Jake, really? You need you need a thousand dollars like to feed your daughter? Like, like mm. look at what this man is going through. Yeah. Like, that that's that privilege for you, you know." Mm-hmm. So, um, but Lucian, yeah, I like him. The character that I really do like is actually uh, I feel is underrated, but that's uh, Harry Rex. Which is kind of a, a weird name, you know, like kind of like Peggy Sue. You so so he's always called like Harry uh, Harry Rex. Right, right. I love. I I agree. I loved him this whole movie. He's kind of like the the comedic flavor to the movie. Like he gives, he keeps it lighthearted, but at the same time, he's a very uh, intelligent lawyer and really uh, integral part of the team. He's the he really divorce is. lawyer, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. He's like the he's like the man of reason. You know, yeah. he's just like. He's like, look, I'm just a lawyer because, like, the divorce stuff is easy. <laughs> you know, like, I am not going to get caught up in what you're doing because that shit is just crazy. Like, you know, like, people getting hurt. Like, dude, like, you know, go visit your family. Like, he's the voice of reason throughout the movie. And mm-hmm. that's what I like about him. Um, uh, what about um, Ellen Rourke, uh, played by Sandra, uh, Sandra Bullock. Bullock? Yeah, she's she's a law student uh, currently attending Old Miss. And she comes from money. You know, her dad is, like, some kind of, like, celebrity lawyer, uh, I believe it is. And she wants to offer assistance. And since um, she comes from money, she doesn't care to get paid. She just wants to help out because this case seems to be pretty big. Uh, David, what do you think about uh, her character uh, and her role? Well, I, I love Sandra Bullock, to be honest. I think she's uh, I think she's great. And I, I, um, I like the scene especially where she, she comes, to, comes to help comes to help Jake. Um, for, it was it was closer to the beginning of the movie, this right? And then when, she's providing. Uh, she, yeah, she cites like uh, like a previous case uh, about um, re- like relocating the trial. Yeah, that one. Um, I, th- I think I think sorry because um, I watched it two weeks ago. So, um, yeah, just just the way she was able to help Jake, it kind of stood out to me. Uh, what about yourself, Devin? Well, per- I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's great. I loved her. Uh, Sandy B always brings it, as they say on the Big Bang Theory. So yeah, it was a uh, always brings it. It was a good, uh, right? It's good seeing the dynamic and how woke she really is compared to how Jake thinks he's woke. Mm-hmm. 
and especially when they first like have their first date because they had several but when they when they go on their first date and they're she's like let me buy you uh breakfast or whatever and she walks out she's like oh yeah you brought me to this this black restaurant to show me uh how cool you are when really you're just insecure and i was like talk about it mm-hmm. talk about it boo yeah, she really is. And Devin, uh, woke is not a term I use like at all. <laughs> but dur- but during the movie, I legit was uh, like, oh my god, like like her-, her character is so woke in this movie. Right, 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 <laughs> like right, she right. really is. So so right. yeah, I- I'm glad you brought that up because like I really thought that during I think this she's movie, more like, that's crazy. Also, the voice of reason as well mm. towards yeah. him, right? She's yes. always uh, I feel like he was trying to um, what's the word for it? Create create like an image for himself by showing that he how how much he was into the African American community, and mm-hmm. she was just stating out the points and um, again how you mentioned that um, uh, he's just insecure about how he feels right. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so like during the movie, she's going out and kind of you know what's funny is like uh, Devin, you watched Matlock, right? Of course. She she was like uh I forgot the character's name, but he was the the black guy that helped out Matlock all the time. Like going in uh, and Connor Con he had actually two. He had uh I think it was Conrad and what's the other Conrad. guy's name? Was it Tyler? Uh might have been Tyler, I think is who I'm thinking of. Right. He had two black two black uh investigators though. Oh that's that's interesting. Uh yeah, so she was kinda like that, you know. You gotta feel that black void. <laughs> yeah, really. Um but yeah, she she was like that, you know. She was going and like uh, breaking into like the, the this uh, the doctor's office and um, yeah, just doing all this type of research. Like I really dug her character, and you know it. Um, yeah, there's a little there's a little chemistry between them there. I I do like the part where there's that um, what is going on. I think it's after like the jury selection, and there's this big old brawl. Right outside of the right. um, with the with the clan and the black people. Yeah, and then like I guess I, I guess Jake gets like cut on the ass somehow. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, right, and she's like nice butt. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. You know that that scene with them. Um, but I gotta ask now, like, how the hell? It, it looks like uh, wasn't it um, Kiefer Sutherland's character that that uh, that cut Jake? Uh, I'm trying to now because he had a hood on, so I, so I'm not sure, but I, I think it is because he says this is for, this is for like his brother, you know, the the, the guy that uh, yeah. that died. So yeah, I told I totally missed that, must have. Okay, yeah, but 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 Jake does. I get, remember the scene where he got cut, but I didn't remember who did it. I'm just trying to think, like, was that supposed to cut, be him? Cutting, well, like, shouldn't if he gotten stabbed, uh, like, cut on the ass? You know, I found that comical. I, I guess is what I'm getting at. Oh well, hey, you needed that scene where the sexual tension is higher because they, they, you know, I mean, he doesn't just need a hot wife; he needs a hot uh, law clerk too, so he can yeah. maybe cheat or maybe not cheat. <laughs> I could have, uh, I, I would have liked to see the ass a little bit, oh, a, a little oh, bit oh, more, oh. more realism. You know, I'm so good. If, if you guys are gonna tease us, might as well just show us uh, Matthew McConaughey's ass. <laughs> you know, she says good butt. I, I, I want to be the judge of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Let's talk about some of the 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 things uh, that that happened in this movie. So, Devin, you mentioned it a little bit here. There's a little bit of a KKK involvement. On the flip side, there's Ooh. also a NAACP involvement as well. Oh, this is one of my. That was one of my favorite scenes. Uh, the way uh, Carl Lee played them so masterfully. Like, so, 
I mean, well, you can you can talk about it. Go ahead. Actually, no, you go ahead. You, you already got it started. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, obviously, they're, we've already stated that they're hurting for money, all of them. And so Carly gets laid off, and his wife is telling him we only have like $50 right now to cover expenses. Yeah, and also uh, Jake himself is like... Uh, they're they're like behind on bills, you know. They're losing yeah, clients. He's, he yeah, he's two thousand for the ele- electric mm-hmm. company. His wife is giving up on him. Right, and so you know they got to show a crooked black minister because, well, a lot of them are. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> uh, she says he pulled up a collection plate for the ch- from the church, and they gave a really nice service. And he's like, well, what exactly did he say when he uh, passed that collection plate? And then we go to the office, and the NAACP are like, hey man. Look, this white boy ain't down for the cause, but these white boys are. They even got a, they even got a black guy on their team. Yeah. So clearly, you should choose them. And he's like, so I can use this for whoever I want to. And they're like, eh, not necessarily. And then Matthew McConaughey is like, yes, yeah, necessarily. And yeah, so they they get the money and they s- solve the financial problems just like that. It's a great scene. He's like, we'll be expecting that checks around the same time for Jake's services. Thank you very much. Uh, I was just like, yes, yes, Samuel, give it to me, bro, give it to me. It's it's a it's a very good one, David. Did you see that coming at all? Um, not necessarily. Everything was everything was new to me, so everything was coming in. Like uh, I, you know, and I think this is because I have seen it a lot. But uh, yeah, when when uh, Carl Lee's wife goes to see him and he says, "Yeah, tell me everything that he said passing around that donation plate." Like that's telling. Like that's you know something to come. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't looking for it, but it stood out this time. So I just wanted to see, you know, like, for you as a first-time watcher, did it, yeah. uh, you know, if, if like, if you were, like, really shocked by that, like, oh, wow, he totally played the NAACP, you know, when, like, when when you would expect them to, like, really help him out, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I, the best part about it is, even in the end, they give us the, the reason why he was so Team Jake, which we'll get to eventually at the end. Okay. Um, so, so with uh, Jake taking on this case, like clearly his family's being, uh, you know, terrorized. By the KKK, yeah. S- yep, start with the the cross the burning. cross burning on their front lawn. David, you want to uh, take this and and talk about like some of the things that's uh, happening to him and and uh, everyone being affected by this stuff. Um, it's it's just uh, it's just sad to see, um. Eye opening, yeah. You're just like, what? What do they do? It's like a movie. Because <laughs> again, it it still shocks me that things that go on at that time, um, mm. and um, just just the way his his wife just quickly loses support um, of him after oh, everything yes. is going wrong, and that's the time that he needs the help the most. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad you brought the so, wife. She's just so she's so easy to. Just give up. I, mean, I remember at the beginning of the movie how supportive she was, especially when he was um, on TV talking about uh, the case that he was going to be taking. And then immediately the next scene, she uh, she's so distraught by everything that's going on, um, so easy to give up on Jake after that the one the one cross that's just in the in the law. Not even not even there to give any support, right? Yeah, I I feel like you know I I could kind of see it from her perspective though. Like I know like her telling him to give up isn't the right you know thing to say, 
but she is looking out for the safety of their kids. Yeah. Like, you know, Carl Lee's daughter, this just happened. And, you know, she uh, she makes a comment to him like, you know, uh, our, our daughter's being called an end lover at school. You know, yeah. Like all, yeah. Oh, that was, things. yeah, that was, yeah, I didn't expect, <laughs> didn't expect yeah. you to say that. Yeah, you know, so it's, um, I, so I, I kind of see it from from the mom's perspective. Yeah. But David, what, what do you think? You know, from yeah, I hated her at the end. I mean, yeah, <laughs> no, as soon, one... as soon as she said that, you know, I, it's it's because you know, obviously he's trying to make a difference uh, mm-hmm. in the community. He's tr- trying to take a stand, and um, and I feel it's it's not just this movie, but like in other movies, you always have someone who's trying to make a stand, and people kind of pulling them down. And I think that goes for everything, right? A lot of people, a lot of the influence that you have around you will always try to push you back from something that you want to do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and the fact... Okay, so you're upset because they called your daughter a nigger lover. Mm-hmm. One, you should be like, there are awful people in this world, mm-hmm. daughter. And th- you should use this moment as a teachable moment to show that racism is out there and show your daughter that these people, you shouldn't listen to those animals at school yeah. saying such things yeah, like she that. She kind of supports because the ra- it, you're only Right, you're only helping the racism spew more by just, like, ignoring the fact that this is going on. Mm-hmm. And it just really rubbed me the wrong way. And, it, and honestly, I lost a lot of respect for her. Because, like, you're crying about this, like... Like, what about this man and his family? Like, I don't know. It just it just screamed white privilege to me, and I hated it. And, I, again, I don't have kids, and and I'm black, so if someone called my daughter a nigger lover, I'd be like, accurate. But, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, I, it just really bothered me that her, uh, she, she's coming to him, bringing this on his plate. I'm like, teach your daughter that that's not the right thing, and, they're, and that that's how you shouldn't be thinking. Like, don't, be, don't just be like, they're calling our daughter a nigger lover, and this is all your fault. No. No, no, no. See, and I think with that, um, you know, as part of her character, I think that kind of like makes us kind of root for, for uh, you know, for Jake and Ellen yeah, a little of bit, course. right? And so mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it's I, I like thought, dr- drop, drop her, <laughs> go right for yeah. Ellen. It, it, it kind of like it, it almost makes us, you know, say, hey, yeah, have an affair, you know. But yeah, <laughs> it's so it's just kind of interesting. But uh, I I do like that, you know, the 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 comparison and dynamic, you know, of, of these characters. Mm. Yeah, um, I, I remember, I remember, because um, I th- I think the scene with Sandra, Sandra Bullock and um or uh, Ellen and Jake happened right mm-hmm. after, right after the scene with the cross. Did it or was it before it? Uh, was it before no, or after? Part? Um, like the scene, um, the very first scene where it's just Jay, uh, Jake and uh, Ellen, and Ellen's giving uh, Jake a little bit of advice. Oh, okay. I, I think it was outside, before. and they're like taking a walk. Do you remember that scene? I think that's right. before. Yeah, that's be- before. before the... Okay, because mm-hmm. at first I was like, uh, Jake, what are you doing? You seem to get getting, uh, you're you're getting a little bit too comfortable with Ellen over there. And then as soon as uh, um, Jake's Jake's uh, wife, right? Uh, starts mm-hmm. getting yeah. a little bit upset with uh, everything that's happening. I was like, okay, completely forget this girl. Go right for Ellen. Bro, well, yeah, she left town too, so <laughs> that made it easier. It made it easier. <laughs> yeah, because because then like she comes to his office and and he's blackout drunk. She's like, your wife did this. She's like, she left town. And then she's like, let me buy you breakfast, and then go on their dates and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it is Sandra Bullock though. So when when wifey is away. It's time to play. Oh my god! Is that, is that your yeah. motto? <laughs> Talk about well, yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely, it is. In different area code, area, area code. 
I got hoes. Yeah, yeah, he kind of does. Um, oh. Now, just to kind of lighten up the mood a little bit, uh, disregard their, the, the characters that they portray in this movie, but uh, Ashley Judd or Sandra Bullock? Mm, that's a good question, because I actually wrote that down. Uh, <laughs> so here's the thing. In 1996, just on looks, I'm going to go Ashley Judd. Me too. What? Okay, well, now, Sandra Bullock now, for me. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock for yeah, exactly. me. Exactly. Exactly. I'm about to say now I'm, I'm going to go Sandra Bullock. Oh, my goodness. Her in a, in a what's that movie called? Blindside? Yeah. So, well, you know Sandy B always brings it. Yeah. So. Proposal? Yeah. Oh, guys. <laughs> I, I loved her in Proposal. Didn't care never so much it? for her in Blindside. You've never seen Proposal before? Yeah, I have. With, oh, okay. Devin probably hasn't seen yeah, it. It's, yeah. No, I saw it. That's oh, the Ryan okay. Reynolds movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. She, uh, uh, she can get down from the windows to the wall. <laughs> right. I love... I lo- I love rom- I love a good rom com, but yeah, I mean, if, if ninety ninety six, I, I would take Ashley Judd though. Uh, again, and also during those scenes, there's one, the first scene where like he tells her uh, that he took the case. Like it looked like she had literally been in a swimming pool, like when she's sitting on the floor. Look, they, like everybody's got uh, baby oil on them. Right. I'm like, what is happening? It's nighttime. Like it's hot down south, and we have humidity. But y'all ain't got no window AC units or nothing. <laughs> what the fuck you're is all happening? About the AC. <laughs> that shit is just it. Bother, it took me out of every scene because I'm just like, why the fuck is she sweating? That it's like midnight. This makes me so happy to live in Canada. <laughs> right, right. And I get it. Like it's hot as fuck yeah, right I, now. I was, like, I was yesterday. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Go on. Yes. Yeah. Yesterday I got in the car and it was just like, I almost died from just like touching the the armrest because you know like just it just bakes, but. Jesus, man! Like we have, you know, AC back there. I was, I'm just I was in Atlanta um, last last Atlanta? summer. Atlanta, the humidest place I've ever been in. Mississippi's pretty bad. Yeah, too, I, I would imagine. <laughs> I've, I've I've been in Mississippi and Louisiana, and I feel I feel like Mississippi. Uh, actually, no, Louisiana was actually pretty bad, uh, but Mississippi was like a, a close second, if not the the same. They they were both really really humid. And mm-hmm. and I've been in uh, in Georgia also, so. Mm-hmm. But um, all right. Let's uh. Okay, so some of the other things happened. Uh, attempted bombing. So apparently, there's oh, also yeah. a guy going around uh, calling himself Mickey Mouse. Uh, you know, tipping, oh, right, uh, right, tipping right. the cops and stuff. You know, to uh to prevent some of these things happening. Okay, so basically, was okay. See, here's the thing with Mickey Mouse. I mean, he obviously he's the one who uh rescues Sandy B at the end. Yes. Like. I was confused. so was he not racist at just playing like, like uh, the savior because he wanted to know what they're doing, or was he just like a racist but felt bad of how far they were taking it? I feel like his character was that that guy who you you knew better, but just kind of grew up with the wrong people. Right, right. You know, right, like right. like 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 gangs, for example. Like you know, you you knew right from wrong. And maybe you, you know, like in my case, I lived next door to gangsters when I was a, a little kid, but I didn't go mm-hmm. running the streets with them, but I would hang out with them, you know, at the, at the school or the playground. But, mm-hmm. you know, I would disassociate myself when I knew they were up to no good. It's kind of like right. this, like it's a small town. We're assuming it's a small town. Mickey Mouse here, he runs with these guys and they just happen to be racist. And, and mm-hmm. he just, you know, he, he's on the, on the good side. 
He was, he was like, I, I feel like he knows that they are, are wrong, but he has nobody else that, you know, he goes to. Right. He was the one David, that you have a warned, right? Uh, warned, uh, warned them about the cross burning. Yeah, the cross yeah. burning and the and the bomb. You know, he also mm-hmm. warned them about that. And yeah, he saves her. So like, you know, we don't see his face until like he does uh, save, uh, you know, uh, Ellen, you know, who is like... um tied up and beaten and basically left to be eaten by like bugs and animals mm. and uh like when we do see him earlier see like I, I was looking for it too when they with the kidnapped kidnapped her i was looking for anybody that kind of stood out and his character you know he when Kiefer sutherland's character like ties her up like you know and leans forward you see him in the background yeah you see him in the background looking around like are we really doing this you know like that, that right. was the clue right. like oh okay that's right. him but right. but also you kind of question it again when he comes back the next morning, and it looks like he's gonna like take her and rape her or something. But yeah, right, right, the, the way they film it. So, um, so so I'm glad. And you know, let, let's actually kind of jump into the jury a little bit because we do have. Let me see. Uh, of the twelve, we got seven that thinks he's guilty, uh, four undecided, and one actually thinks he's not guilty. And do you want you want you are you ready for the quote that they say at the table? Because I wrote it. Oh, oh wait, 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 can you, I say? You go ahead. David. It's the the go classic. Uh, what if what if uh, she was white, right? No, what no, if no, the no, daughter no, was no, right? no. That's uh, oh. that's at the end. Okay, I'm talking okay. about when oh, they're sorry, okay. when they're voting at the restaurant. This is when um, let me see the, the the like the the one man who seems to be racist because he keeps dropping the n word. It would, he, mm. he wants to talk about it in the restaurant. And, you know, and the lady's like, right. no, the judge says, you know, we can't talk about it. That's that scene. Oh, okay. Right. And he says, that nigger's dead, y'all. And I'm like, okay. All right. Like, uh, you, you can't even math right. I mean, <laughs> you got seven, four, and one. Like, Right, right. It's just majority right now thinks he's not guilty. But um, I love I love the one white guy is like, he's not guilty at the end, at the, at the end of the table. He kind of holds his hand up a little bit. Like, I'm, I guess I'm the only one guy. Right, right, right. I guess we could kind of jump into like the the rest of the case here. I don't really have anything. I got the the house burnt down. This is when um you know Jake was away with Ellen. You know they they had their their moment where they almost had an affair. Kind Things of thing. Things are getting a little bit heated. Steve, they bit had an heated. emotional affair. Just, he had an emotional. emotional. Sure, sure. Well, I like you know? I like that way the way you said that. Yeah, it was it was very emotional. Affair. Yeah, mm. but but the house burnt down, and this is when uh Rex. What was his name? Harry Rex comes over the next morning and like Jake's just sitting at his house. Everything's burnt down, and he's like, "Dude, go see your family here. I got I got you this cheap ass ticket. Go see go see your family." And Divor- uh, you know, divorce lawyer, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, I always, yeah. I always uh, names okay. <laughs> Harry Rex. It's kind of unusual name, you know. <laughs> um, but, but anyway, like, did you guys think there 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 was some kind of symbolism that like his house burnt down? And this entire time, he's, like, calling out for his dog. And, like, uh, Harry Rex is like, dude, just give it up. You know, um, whatever. And then, Personally, then the I was comes. too happy that, that the house burned down because I hated Ashley Judd's character. Mm-hmm. And, and I knew that she was uh, really wanting to remodel the house. And I was like, good. That's what you get. <laughs> you racist. You're not wrong. Huh. I, never thought, so, I never thought about it like that. But that's, uh, yeah. But, yeah. You know what? Yeah, that's a good way of seeing it. But do you guys think there was any kind of symbolism with the dog? Well, thing? I mean, yeah, when the dog comes back, he's, his his hope is renewed, and all that and all that that jazz. But I was just like, man, that's that whole. So you're seeing there's a chance moment, right? Right, right, right. He's like, I could, I could do this, guys. I could do this. Meet us in uh, 
pre-trial planning begins in two hours, Harry Rex. Three, three, you three hours. Be there. Oh, three hours. Right, right. <laughs> I was just All like, right, good so. lord, three hours. All right. All right so, so, um, dog is okay. a man's best friend. So yes, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, Deputy Looney's testimony. What, what are you guys' thoughts on that? So Deputy uh, Looney, he's the one that uh, accidentally got shot by a ricocheted uh, bullet and mm. uh, loses uh, his leg. So it's funny because each time I watch this, I always forget this one point. But during the testimony, um, I forget the question that's asked to him. But oh, I, I think he was asked, "Did you see the man who shot you?" And I think this was asked by uh, Kevin Spacey, and um, you know, uh, D- Deputy Looney. He goes, "No, I did not." But Carl Lee came to me and and you know and apologized for shooting me the next day or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. See, I don't blame him, right? For is that what he said? Yeah, afterwards. Okay. But what I I always forget is that. That he never saw who shot him, like that that little detail there. Right, right. Well, the one thing I will say is, turn him loose. You turn him <laughs> loose, and I was like, yes, 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 yes. I'm sorry. You, uh, you're right to strike this man. By the way, uh, also the judge, racist. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this yeah. this nigga lives on a plantation. It literally looked like this nigga because these niggas like Peyton. Uh, oil painters on his balcony and shit and got a, a black housekeeper i'm like this judge lives on a plantation yeah. like what is happening yeah you're, you're not wrong you know right um yeah i clearly i, I think that's what you know <laughs> i don't think they're trying to be subtle with that at all at all right uh david what do you think about uh deputy uh, Lo- loonies yeah, yeah his testimony um i really like the level of understanding that he has um towards carly um, do you right. do you think that comes from him uh, being able to comprehend having a daughter, or do you think like it also has like ties with them going back uh, as kids? Uh, it it could be. I, I remember the scene where he comes to visit him in the hospital too, um, mm-hmm. and then uh, Carly passes by. It was his wife and his children, right? Were mm-hmm. in the hospital, yep. and um, they were so upset. And then as soon as he goes into the hospital room, he he had such a he he wasn't he wasn't like aggravated. Or he wasn't pissed off about him being shy and it's just good to see that even even someone who was was attacked in a situation like that is able to still have a a level head compared to everyone surrounding him as well mm. um and being able to understand what he was going through and obviously it was an accident and i think you mentioned that it was an accident and he doesn't blame him for shooting him cuz it's his daughter right mhm right i mean you yeah, would do anything I, to protect your daughter yeah i i agree with that and like i i try to put myself in his shoes like uh, i can see somebody completely blaming carl yeah 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 you you held the like the gun was in your hands like you got freaking shot dude yeah yeah like i lost my leg because of you like like yeah it could have gone like a completely different way so i I do hmm? let's say if you were deputy looney how would you would would you be upset with how things kind of turned out, you know? I I would I, I would be really salty about the, the that leg, you know. But <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be upset too. I'll be like, man, fuck leg. this nigga. I hope he goes to jail. Yeah. Which yeah. You, do you think? Do you I think that you would be uh, more upset with African Americans? Sorry, or, or, or black people? Would you be more upset with black people overall? 
Uh, I wouldn't blame like a whole like race be- because of like because, one uh, man. But that's you, that's you know, often how people see it, though. I mean, they, let's look. Donald Trump, you know, people mm-hmm. come into the country. One person does something, and then that's the way that you perceive that whole ethnicity from that yeah. one event, right? And then that's that's how mm. things kind of start. I don't, I, that's that's that that's that, that, that's how that's how I see it, right? Yeah, Ooh, no, that's, that's a very good point. That I had there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a really good point. Um, I I feel like you know, for me, it would have been different. Like, I don't know if I would have said you let him loose. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would probably agree and say like, yeah, it, it's not his fault. Like, I would have done the same thing, but I don't know if I would have. You know, I I just feel like uh, uh, Looney got a little uh, dramatic there at the end. Um, but I I think I would just kind of agree with everything that he said. Mm. I'd be salty. I'd be like, yeah. this nigga lost, made me lose my leg. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. And you would be just against the whole, the whole culture, like even more. Well, if I, if I'm, if I'm white. Yeah. He said, yeah. If you were in his oh, shoes. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. If, that, 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 that was my question. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, if, if I'm white, I don't hold it against, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not all black people didn't shoot me, just this black person. Mm-hmm. Cause it's funny. That's not how a lot of people, a lot of people see it. Right. Yeah, I I don't know. It it it, it is a very good question though. I'm not racist. Mm-hmm. You just hate everyone equally. Talk about it, right? So, uh, Doctor Bass. Now, this guy um, Lucian, he's the one who uh, referred right the the, the psychiat- psychiatrist psychologist. Yeah, because they're broke, and so he needs uh, Luc- Lucian to find him a reputable lawyer that he that 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 owes him a favor basically because he ain't got no money. Yeah, so everything seems to be going well. This guy, he's uh, well. I guess we didn't talk about the other one, the um, the one that Jake discredits because of like uh, I guess he had a patient like over ten years prior that he deemed sane, and then ends up like being in his care for like the next eleven years. You know, as insane, right? Oh, okay. So, the one that right. labels him as basically, temporary, basically all insane. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Bas- basically, all both of their uh, psychiatrists or uh, doctors were were trash. Mm-hmm. Like both of them got discredited, basically. So it was even. It was, but uh, even in the closing arguments, do you kind of like forgive Doctor Bass's? You know, like his, like the well, yeah, they left him. that in there. They're like, hey, like always remember that there's a reason to, for what happened with him. Mm-hmm. And so we get it that it was his wife and a misunderstanding and all that other stuff. Yeah, for those that forgot, it, it was statutory rape. You know, he was uh, convicted of a, a felony. Now, and I don't know the law clearly, right? I, mm. but um, I wonder if that was even statutory rape back in 1960, right? Is that the year that they said? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they would know better than us. I mean, they said he. He did it. I don't know. But you, you know what I mean. Like I, I feel like statutory rape maybe came in later. So mm. I, again, I don't know the law, but that'd be something interesting to kind of look into. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that it makes it better or anything, but just like, was does statutory rape exist at that time though? Because you know, like you know, men, like grown ass men, were marrying like young women. That's true. You know, way back in the day, so I yeah. don't know when like statutory rape actually came in uh, as a thing. So, 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they they try to discredit him by saying that he yeah, uh, was convicted of a felon for statutory rape who she ends up being his wife, bears his children, and they are still married till that day, you know, so 30 years later. Um, and what was the other thing, too, that they tried to... To say about him, I feel like the the rape thing was one, and then there was something else. Mm. I think that I thought that was just it. Was like it he, okay? He uh, he just was a rapist, so his opinion doesn't matter. Hmm. Um. You guys got any thoughts on the closing arguments? Uh, basically, Jake won that one. No. Yeah. This is uh the part that uh David wanted to talk about, like. Where he, you know, goes into it. Go ahead. Oh, where he says, uh, well, what if what if she was white? Right? Right. Yep. Kind of yeah, putting so, things in perspective. Yeah. Jake has everyone close their eyes and, like, like paints a vivid-ass picture. Like, that That almost had me in tears. You know? Yeah. And then he's like, now imagine her as white. You know, yeah. would you feel the same? It's just so sad. It's so sad that he has to say that for them to, but to like, really though, realize. Right? You know? It's like, what if she was a human being? Yeah. Which she is. Uh, like every time every time I saw little Haley and just how you know how she looked you know like the, the scars on her face and all that it broke yeah. my heart man. oh really my did. gosh and that's you know, she, she's um, so young and has to deal with that for the rest of her life yep yeah, which and they that, mentioned she is uh, will not be able to bury any children you know they, they yeah. ruined her that bad yeah and that still goes on today right mm-hmm. you know, obviously maybe not too much in the states but especially in Africa well, I mean, I'm sure it happens everywhere. We just yeah. may not hear it as often. Like, it, yeah. it just, it, you know, kind of depends. But, um, Devin, you, did you want to uh, recite the, the famous line from this movie that we kind of... Well, before we get into that, I actually want to touch on the fact that the night before, which is probably probably one of my favorite scenes, when, uh, number one, Jake's dumbass wife, uh, Ashley Judd, comes back, and she's like, I know why you took the case. And you took it because if they had did this to our daughter, you'd do the same thing and all this other crap. And so he gets his wife back and he's like high on wife privilege. And then this motherfucker <laughs> goes to Carly and then he tells him, look, we're going to lose this case, bro. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, fuck you, bitch. And basically Samuel Jackson tells like it really pissed me off because your, 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 your dumbass wife finally gave you permission to like be OK. So now you're just like, well, I'm, I'm, everything's good in my life. So I'm sorry, bro. But it looks like you're going to go to jail for life. And he's like, I can't do life in prison. Like, Jake, like, and then he's like, we're friends, Carl. He's like, we ain't friends. Our daughters will never play together. And it's the point where he makes Jake look really look in the mirror. He's like, look, Jake, the reason I hired you is because you think like them. You are just like them. And Jake's like, what? I- I've had three black people over my house. No, nigga, you're, you're just as bad. And it's what Sandra Bullock tried to tell him earlier in the movie, but yeah. he oh. wasn't woke. That's true. And it just, the whole scene is just really enlightening. And then it causes him to really think about it and look at it. But then this motherfucker does it. And we'll, we'll get to it in a second. But at the end, we do get the verdict. And uh, Samuel Jackson is about to shake his head. He's like, I'm one of them, remember? Fuck you. Fuck you and your privilege. Now, to get back onto the speech, like the fact that uh, he, he says, like, picture him in, in their urine, in their semen, in her blood. At the bottom of this creek, now I picture her white, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Or now imagine her white, and I'm just yeah. like, <sighs> it's 
it's, it's just and it's you know and it's just like the racist the one that says this nigger's guilty he's like wait a minute shit like, he he has a point uh, right and it's yeah, just that like, pisses yeah. me off that you know that he has to say yeah. that and then everyone's like oh you know what he has a point what if she was white that right. would be too great like this and this animal, this animal, uh, African American young lady, like, oh man, that's that's a that's one thing. But if a uh, an innocent white uh, yeah. young lady, oh my god, that that would make uh, that would make yacht yacht riding Sundays a little bit awkward now. Right. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Even even Kevin Spacey is like, even though he's planted his uh gov- gubernatorial run or whatever, he's just like, oh wait, dang, that's a good ass point. <laughs> like even even he has to look. Wait, what? Like so. By the way, I loved his his summation too, where he's like, "Guilty, guilty, guilty." <laughs> like I loved it. So yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, yeah, no. It's Carly Haley is guilty, guilty, guilty. And I was like, yeah, he's, he probably is. But here's the thing. Uh, before we move, I don't know if you have this uh, one, but uh, if you were on the jury, would you convict him? I'll start with you, David. No, no, definitely not. He's not guilty. Peter. Well, I think I think the the question was more like uh, you know the, whether or not he's uh, okay. Yeah, guilty or not guilty of uh, in, insanity, right? Uh, given yeah. yeah, with you know the what, what the doctor Bass said, you know the uh, temporary insanity due to the you know traumatic uh, events of what happened with his daughter. Yeah, I I would say not guilty. Uh, I I think that nigga's totally guilty, but really. I would, I would not, I would, if I was on that jury, I would not convict him. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you were to, like, I totally, like, I, like, I heard what that doctor said. I thought it was bullshit. Uh, I would more agree with the Kevin Spacey's doctor, but because I mean, his, all his actions reflect otherwise. Like I have a disconnect with me where you say he's insane when he basically tells you and he basically goes to his lawyer and Sandy. Yeah, like, I don't think he was insane. I think he was in his right mind. I think he knew what he was going to do. Like, he never even thought about, like, giving those guys a chance because he knew that they probably would get off. So I personally think he was guilty. But, again, if I'm on that, that jury, there's no way I'm convicting him. Well, and, and like, yeah, and, that's just what Devin, I'm I, I agree with you. That's, I mean, but the, the way you worded it. Yeah, if I'm on that jury, we're, we, we're not the viewers of this movie, right? We don't know, like, the talks that they had. Um, I would hope Kevin Spacey doesn't even know that, uh, yeah, Car- Carl Lee went to him and said this. Only Jake right. and Carl Lee would know that, and then, like, anybody else that uh, Jake actually told. Oh, yeah, even without that, I'm still not convicted him, by the way. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, so, yeah, but, but yeah, no, I agree. I think he was saying, he knew exactly what he was doing. He said as much. We as the viewers, right, right. yeah, we, we would say that, yeah, he is guilty. But if I'm on that juror, knowing what they right, know, right, right. yeah, I think I'd be like, yeah, not guilty. Right, right. That's all I wanted to know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, I think there is one other line that uh, not at the uh, no, was, not, was that uh, the it end? was before that. It was one the of the times that they visited. I should have wrote it down, but it's something that uh, see the the thing is Carl Lee has a lot of great lines in this, in this movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like it is one of the parts. It, it, one of the middle parts that Jake goes to see him. Oh, I know what you're talking about. When when they when they finally trade the NCAA, NAACP, he's like, that was brilliant. And then basically he's like, 
uh, great of a team. He's like, we ain't no team. Yes. Like you're in. I'm in here. Yes, that's 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 the line I'm thinking of. So right, the, right, the right. team line. Oh, oh, we're in the yeah, the yeah, jail? um, yeah. Because J- Jake goes to him and is like, "Oh, you've been playing them all along." Like, "Oh man, we were great as a team." He goes, we're, "No, Jake, we're not a team. You're, you're out there. I'm in no here." Team. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that was one of my favorite moments yeah. as well. Mm. Setting uh, the distance mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. them. So, um, yeah. yeah, one of the things that. Uh, Carl Lee does tell Jake, like, look, our, you, you don't even know where I live. You know, you probably don't even know where I live. So at the end, mm-hmm. you know, oh, Jake yeah. and his family crashes their barbecue. <laughs> right. Yeah. Even Rock's like, hey, look who's here, the white people. And that, uh, the line um, where he's just like, uh, I just think that our daughter should play together, something like that. I was like, look at Jake finally yeah. waking up from that deep slumber. As you, as you can mm-hmm. say, woke, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> right, right, right. He fi- he finally opened his eyes to like, hmm, I've been napping for a long ass time. Yeah. So. It was, it was a good scene though. And it, and it was, it was good to see them playing and see, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Like what pissed me off about Ashley Judd's character is because like, the, you see how the daughters automatically like just connect that that's the young age you need to tell them because then you got people like uh Kiefer Sutherland and their characters like which by the way uh there's a there's a moment after the funeral where they talk about and this nigga says uh good god-fearing clan what the fuck is that like I don't know what what good god-fearing clan is but I don't know the the, the bible that I read that seems contradictory but whatever <laughs> anyway if you don't nip this shit in the butt at a young age that's when racism has a time to yeah. to grow and fester and that's why sure. I'm like when they, when they call your daughter a nigga lover teach them that that's not a word that should be used and how like show show her that racism is a thing and to stop that shit out now and so at least at the end they finally like yeah the, at the end they finally like actually get to communicating with the other people and it was just a good moment so they're most influenced mm-hmm. at that age right. right um but i think i think that last yeah that line at the end where he's just saying um i, th- I think our daughter should play together right i think it wraps up the whole movie the, the right. character development that uh jake's been through uh where he's kind of like putting on this uh facade of you know, kind of, kind of faking it, right? Like Sandra Bullock mm. kind of mentions before. Um, and then eventually having mm. him be woken up, right? I yeah. agree. I agree. All right. So the, that that wraps up our review. Did you guys have any other last comments? Uh, David, do you have any other notes we didn't go over? Um, No, I think, uh, I think we kind of covered everything I wanted to put out. I mean, obviously, this is, this is a different... Uh, different kind of genre right i'm not used to because usually i watch uh comedy action adventure you know superhero Mm. movies different types of things like that uh so it's a different step different step into uh this genre yeah no this is a a really would you recommend it would you recommend it to your friends um okay depend depends which friends though uh some Mm. might not be able to handle some of the things that uh are shown right you see that's the thing I, those are the ones that you need to show it to them the most because yeah. it's like even like you see it, it's like wow they like did this like <laughs> i don't i think it's a drop is like like they may have went overboard some like even like in 1996 like dude man like they were so flippant to like now i'm thinking about it like the bar scene where they go to arrest him and i'm like damn like you're you're saying they don't serve black people in 1996 like jesus man i don't again i don't know mississippi <laughs> But yeah, goddamn, yeah. But I mean, that's that's still stuff like that me. really did happen. 
Right. That's right. that still gets me. 1996. Right. Come on, that that couldn't have been 1996. It had to be at. Mm. I don't even know. It, it's ridiculous. That's why. That's why I was thinking. Like, is yeah, it 66? I'm, I'm, I'm like, sure. You, you know, I, but, yeah. Again, yeah. I've never read the book. Uh, I don't know anything about it. Like, the, the book could have been a period piece, and maybe they decided to modernize it. You know. Um, but right, one right. of the lines that I thought was was funny, but it, it is racist. It's when uh, the second um, guy, uh, James Lewis Willard, that guy. Oh, James the the Lewis not. Willard. Oh, you got it too. I wrote it down too. Uh, Go ahead, Peter. I forgot about well, it. I'm sorry. Well, Go well, ahead. I'd rather have you say the line. But this is when he's being interrogated by uh, Charles S. Dutton, aka right. uh, Rock. Uh, for, you know, from the TV show, and uh, right, yeah, uh, yeah, he talks about like, well, you you being, oh, my mom, my mama voted for my you, mama yeah, voted so you, for you take it from there. A nigga sheriff's okay. He's been on TV and all. Like I'm like nigga, <laughs> what? Like what is happening? He's like you play you play in the NFL with all those big niggers. So if you can play in the NFL, I guess you can rule over yeah. a county. Like fuck out of here. You, you you backwoods raccoon like eating like half breed like fuck you and your life and, and then and then like her like her like okay like i lo- love your children but every time they show their mom i'm like you racist bitch like because you're just i'm just looking at her like you're fighting for you raise these racist pieces of shit so i know that you're racist, racist too pieces, i'm sorry but you know i forgot all about the mom too like that yeah, like she's awful too. I, I like feel I hate like her there's too. more of her that they might have like, um, like deleted. You know, like deleted scenes mm-hmm. because like there was no, like, what was the point of her character? Because we got another brother, you know, that is like mm-hmm. the the least uh, redneck of them all. You know, uh, that uh, no, he's he's full redneck. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, like the way he he talks, starts the clan. Well, he takes over. You know, uh, well, I guess he he's got his own little. What what are they called? His little section, you know, where where they chapter chapter and yeah, they make He's him chapter. the. I I don't know racism, so um yeah, they make him right, the, right, the lead right, right. of his little chapter there. But anyway, like like we could have done without the mom, like you know his their their parents could have been dead, you know, or something. Like, mm. and it really because I love Kiefer Sutherland in uh, Three Musketeers, so it's like goddamn man. I know to see him as a racist. Yeah, he's like he says nigger really easily. You know, it's kind of like um, the nigger. Excuse me. You know, for the people that uh, you know are familiar with me, they they know I'm a huge Back to the Future fan. And I thought that you were gonna say huge racist. Yeah, I'm a huge racist. Yeah, but uh, for the 100th episode, uh, my son and I we covered Teen Wolf. You know, another Michael J. Fox movie. In that movie, he drops the uh, the, the gay slur, the f word, and when he said it, I was just like, I I didn't know how I felt about that. You know, one of my heroes to 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 say such a word. Like, I was just, and, and I know that you know it was a script. It's an '80s movie, so take it with a grain of salt. But I was like, I don't remember him saying like that. You know, because like I've always, I, I don't, I I'm not too familiar with his other roles. Like one of the hardest roles for me to watch him in was Casualties of War. You know, where uh, there's a bunch of like you know bad things that happen in that movie too. So, but like Team Wolf, I was just like, yeah. Every time I watch it, yeah, he drops that F word. I'm just like. You know, it's like a record scratch for me, you know, so I, I think I could see what you mean. But but this is like to the nth degree, you know, having uh, Keith Sutherland playing like a complete racist. 
So, all right. Uh, so, yeah, let, let's get into uh, ratings. Devin, you already kind of teased it a little bit as far as like uh, rec- recommends to friends. So, David, uh, for you, you said it depends on on your, um, you know, on, on the friend. But uh, yeah. what what rating would you give this movie out of uh, five stars? Uh, four, four, yeah, four, four to five. I, I love the strong cast that they had. You know, especially again, like Samuel Jackson, all the different roles that he's been able to play in. Um, I think he he's really good at playing a wide range of different acting styles, which which is why I like seeing him in this role especially. Um, and I think he did a really good job at it as well. Um, Matthew McConaughey was great, and you know he does a great Lincoln commercial as well. And I think mm. he did <laughs> he did amazing <laughs> right, in this right, one right. as well. And you know Sandra Bullock, I just love Sandra Bullock as well. You know, proposal, uh, blindside. Oh my gosh, I, I I didn't care for her in Blindside. I, Why? Yeah, I, don't, I like that. movie. I don't know. I, I huh. like the movie just fine. It's okay, but uh, I I didn't really. Care oh, just for didn't her. like her character. Okay. No, no, not her. I didn't like her character. I didn't really care for her in that movie. Oh, okay, okay. So didn't did, did she win best actress for that movie? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. I think she at least got nominated. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't remember if she won. Uh, so Devin, what about you? Uh, five, five. I five. plead the fifth, 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 five. Um, yeah, it was a perfect <laughs> movie. I think uh, the emotional reactions that it elicits throughout the entire thing is fantastic. Like I said, like I woke up at eight to watch this. Like uh, I was like dead sleep, but it's so gripping that you it immediately wakes you up and brings you in. And at no point, like, do you want to be like, oh, I need to walk away. There's, I feel like there's not never a dull moment. And that it's it's just amazing. Like, the drama in it is perfect. And I feel like everybody should watch this movie. Yeah. Like, everyone should see it. It's, it's, it's uh, amazing. Devin, I completely agree with everything that you said. I, uh, too, give it a five star. I mean, I own this movie. I do want to upgrade the version that I have. I mean, I, I, I don't want to sit there, watch the <laughs> first the half disc. on one side. <laughs> yeah, flip the disc. It's really weird that that, that happened. But anyway, yeah, I, strange, I, I yeah. do... Yeah, I want to rebuy this, but yeah, I own it. I agree. I feel like everybody should watch this movie. Um, the acting, I think, like Samuel Jackson, he has very little lines in this movie, and uh, all the lines that he ha- he has are really, really good. And so, because of like the, the um, you know the the little dialogue that he has, he has a lot of physical acting. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You you can read his face, and you know how he's feeling. You know, like the part where um, the closing argument when Matthew McConaughey is like, imagine her white. You, you you cut to Samuel Jackson, you see his face like, what did this motherfucker just say? Like, like you read his like uh, his face, you know, um, like a I, I don't know. I'm not good with metaphors. So I'm trying to come up with something here. But yeah, he he just does a great physical acting in here. Um, and I, I love Oliver Platt, you know, again, he was Harry Rex. Uh, I like the judge. I, I love to hate that judge. He, he's such an asshole, you know? Um, yeah, yeah he's the worst. Keeper Sutherland. I love that guy and kind of, kind of the same thing with a judge. Like you just love to hate his character. Um, so just a, a great cast, uh, you know, probably, probably my favorite Joel Schumacher movie. You know, I, you know, he's always a hit and miss with, with everybody, uh, d- depending on the movie. But this is definitely, I, I would probably say it's my favorite. Um, Not bad, yeah, definitely go watch it. Uh, yeah, oh, that's number two. I'm kidding. <laughs> two. I'm kidding. Hell no. <laughs> what about you Batman know? Robin? Uh, 90, number three. 97, right after. 97, right. 
Yeah. Oof. That that movie is amazing. That's Devin, and he is serious about that. People. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, David, why don't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank thank you for coming on the show. No, thank you for uh, having me. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, wake up your friends. Uh, <laughs> wake up your friends. I'll, I'll woke them movie. up. I'll woke them up. <laughs> right, 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 right. But uh, just go ahead and toss out your contacts, and uh, where listeners can find your show. All right. Um, so once again, uh, my show is called The Daily Cringe. Um, definitely not as deep as this episode. Um, we're all full of jokes. Uh, we t- cover again anime, manga, video games, relationships, Japanese culture, internet culture. Uh, go on tangents. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, uh, most podcasting apps. We're on uh, Twitter as TD Cringe. We're on um, Instagram mm-hmm. as The Daily Cringe Podcast, and on Facebook at The Daily Cringe Podcast as well. All right, and Devin? Oh, yeah, you can find us on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all that goodness. Um, again, uh, come check us out on Facebook, The Liquor Run. Give us a try. You should have a good time. Uh, it's probably not as much as me, so maybe you might like that. You might not. Uh, people seem to like my co-hosts a lot. I don't know why, but, you know, they're pretty cool. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So, yeah, uh, this show, Hydrate Level 4, and my other show, Original Remake, uh, both can be found at followingfilms.com uh, with other great shows such as Pop Culture Case Study with my uh, good buddy Dave and also Michael Denniston, uh, who is my co-host on Original Remake, his show, uh, War Machine vs. War Horse uh, can also be found there. Uh, Devin, you and I, we do a We Got Five. Talk about it. That can be found at CortemParts.com and also on any podcasting app of your choice. And the other show that I do, Back to the Future, the animated series, that can be found at BaronSpace.com. So, yeah, I just want to uh, thank my guests again for coming on the show. So, until the next episode, for David, Devin, I'm Peter, and this is Hydrate Level 4. <laughs>